And welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed yesterday's program, podcast it at WRQK.com. I'm pretty excited about today's program. Today at 7 o'clock, we get to talk about something I've been waiting for for a while. I cannot wait to get into that. 7 o'clock, we'll do that. Did Jaden James come out with a pizza? What is she doing, dude? You no. tell me what's happening. No, Jaden James has done nothing. <laughs> As a matter of fact, she was Instagramming the other day from her boyfriend's 40th birthday party, and it made me mad. Oh, yeah, that, that one hurt. Crushed. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I canceled all my purchases for her wish list. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would. I don't know why dudes buy things off a of porn star's wish list. I, for the life of me, nothing sounds more desperate than "Hi, I watch your videos way too often, and I'm gonna buy you that outfit you want." Well, I think the desperation uh, obviously is a big part of it. Um, but the thought of "Hey, I bought something for them, and they're using it," I'm surprised more celebrities don't do that. I really am. Like porn stars are the only ones who really have that lockdown. And like, if I was. In a band or something? Why not? Yeah, because I don't think anybody's addicted to the mummy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're addicted to pornography. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I, I think addiction kind of comes in there. You know, like, what a lot of those girls will ask for sometimes is, like, outfits to wear in their movies. Right. Like, well, then- I didn't realize they were supplying their own clothing. Um, I'm sure it's one of those things where the higher up the scale you go, you'd probably like like to bring your own stuff. I think your first day of pornography, it's probably like, yo, here's there's there's the, the rack, bitch, take right, it, right? Put on what we tell you to. But as you move up the scale, like Jaden James obviously has there, but like you don't think bands, you don't think like I mean, people love to be associated with fame and like power and that stuff. I would just think that you you everyone's got fame, you know. And- yeah, but there's something about celebrities asking for free things that's like people are normally like, dude, you make a ton of money. Different for the bass player of Saving Able versus Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like if it's Tom Cruise, then it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've seen unsigned bands go to like GoFundMe right. and the like to like, hey, we need amplifiers or we need gas for the van or I've seen that. Um, you think celebrities themselves, like an A-list celebrity, could get away with a wish list? You get you get into A-list, and you're probably right there. I mean, if it's Brad Pitt, then it's like, dude, you make billion. You know, you've got. What are you asking me for T-shirts for, Brad? But if it's you know, like I said, if it's somewhere further down the line, there, like I on mean, the rise, stars, yeah, I could see. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Reality so, stars. Taylor made M2 irons is really what's on <laughs> the, that's that's what's on the Stansberry show <laughs> wish list. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. I can't complain too much. And number one, because it's payday. And number two, it's Friday Eve, man. Feeling good about life oh, right now. Oh, it is payday. It is payday. That uh, that, that, that happened for You us. know, mine sits in the queue at midnight. Right. It doesn't actually go through until after like 8 o'clock in the morning. No, mine hits at midnight. Bam. Yeah, that must be nice. You. Well, I mean, what I mean, I'm getting it at 8 o'clock. <laughs> right. I I, I'm trapped in here until, <laughs> until the paycheck hits anyway. But yeah. Yeah, no, that is a good feeling. Payday is always a good feeling. Yeah, what's uh, what's happening across the board there? I feel like you got stuff on your chest. I, well, I mean, not really. I mean, um, okay. so my mom was in town not that long ago. She was here visiting some friends, and one of the reasons was is that the husband in that couple that she was visiting had been sick. Mm. Well, he has passed away, okay. and my mom not able to come back in, so she's like sending me in her stead Ooh. to like the calling hours and the funeral and the like, and I'm happy to do it. The calling hours are today, this afternoon, actually, and his name was Ed. 
And Ed was my dad's best friend from like high school till my, the day my dad died. Okay. And like we vacationed with these people every year in Florida when I was a kid. Like, dude, Ed and Marianne were allowed to hit me. Like, if I, if I, right, like, you like back in the 80s when you hit kids for being bad, like, if I was messing up in Florida and my parents weren't right there, it was all right for them, one of them to grab me by the arm and be like, quit being a little dick. Like, it was totally like that. I mean, that's how tight the families were. And so I'm happy to go, but it's one of those things you would rather not, I would, I wish I was going to lunch with him, not going to his calling hours. Right. This is essentially what I'm saying. Obviously, somebody who is so close to your dad, I mean, his best friend from high school. I yeah. mean, that's that's yeah. obviously a, a an important person in your life. And uh Yeah, they I mean every holiday, every right. vacation. I mean, it's just that it was like my parents and 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 them. I mean, I don't want to say it, but like you, you probably have a little bit of reliving a little bit of losing your dad in your mind right now. Yeah, a little, little bit. bit. There has to be a little bit of those feelings coming back up. And he they obviously had kids, and um one of them was close close in age to me uh, his son John was very close in age to me and so like yeah it makes me think about what I was going through god almost 15 years ago now right. when that happened and um you know that whole thing so it, yeah it does it kind of like you know a lot of that stuff's on the surface and um I, I just I don't do well in these things um I, I, you know what I mean tension and that kind of yeah. thing I'm not good at I, I I'm, I'm just not great at it I, I don't know what the... What, Although, who is? Like, right, who's like, dude, I, dude, at funerals, I'm the man. Knock it out of the park, man. Every <laughs> you know time I, mean? I go there, dude, Nobody's I got it down it. like that, um, right. Uh, but it is. It's just an awkward place for everybody involved. I mean, there's no right thing to say. There's no, None. like, you know, like, oh, this is going to make everything better. But no, you try. Uh, and um, I'm sure more than anything, um, you know, number one, obviously your mother is, is happy about this. But I'm sure your dad would be proud, too, that, like, all right, you know, you're taking what was something that was very important to him and treating it with respect and going to the calling hours and, and being, being a decent person. I want to do it. it. I, I, sh- yeah. I, I don't want to make it sound like I yeah. got to do it. it, it it's something I do want to be there for. When I went and visited my mom, she was staying with them when she was in town. And when I saw him, I remember coming in the next day and saying, dude, it did me good to see him because right. I hadn't seen him in a long, long time. And it really did do me well. And, you know, all three of his kids are great. I mean, they're all adults now, but they're all, you know what I mean? They're all great, and I, I enjoy all of them. So I do want to be there for them. You know? um, and I certainly do not want to get into the habit of praising your mother. I don't, I don't want to. Um, but something yeah, that you- yeah, let's, <laughs> you back it up. <laughs> I know you're tense this morning. Uh, but something that you've said and quoted her on multiple times on the show has kind of like rang true to me. And, and kind it's of, true. It is, is, is that, you know, if Dan, if you're debating on going to the funeral or not. Get dressed and go. Put on your suit and go to the, and funeral. Go to the funeral and that's the right. right answer that truly is like for people to be like oh should i go should i not go just just do it you're never gonna regret going i, I or very rarely would you regret going most times you'd be like you know what i didn't go probably should have done that so she's always told me to err on the safe side and be like, just go. It's the right thing to do. And this would definitely be one of those moments. We are going to pass out Tom Segura tickets. That will happen at 9.30. We'll get you hooked up with Rhythm and Brews tickets. That will happen at 7 and 8.30. And again, 7 o'clock, there's something I cannot wait to talk about. I've been waiting for this event forever. We'll get into that at 7 o'clock. But Bill Cosby, currently on trial for rape, exited the courtroom yesterday and did something very strange. We'll pass that to you next on the Sandsbury Show. Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I said, I, well, I saw this the other day, and I didn't really make much of it. But apparently the Cosby Show's back in reruns now. Yeah. And that's a little 
strange for me as the guy's on trial for rape right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's been, I mean, the Dukes of Hazard is a prime example of shows that people are like, eh, maybe eh, we should step away from this. Confederate flag on the car, a little weird, a little strange there. I, 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 I would certainly agree that being on trial for rape would be one of the things where you'd be like, eh, eh we want to back off of this one. TV One, and I don't even know if that's a network I have, but TV One is a network that's carrying it. It's out of the um, HD, so like you have to go i think it's like 994 or something oh yeah like i would that. never do that and it's all like like retro shows it's all like you know perfect strangers and cosby show and 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 you know mayberry rfd and shows like that okay all right all right yeah I, yeah it's, it's for people who don't have cable yeah is essentially yeah. what what, yeah. what it's for there yeah i don't i don't ever go up into the night honestly if it's not fs1 or the golf channel i'm probably not watching it and so, but they're rerunning the Cosby show. And I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really have a huge issue. I do think it's weird. It's probably strange. It, it, it gets back into a debate we've had a million times about separating the art from the artist and how you can right. do that with some things and how other things it's over the line for you. And everyone's kind of got a personal line there. But I, I, I'd like to think that on trial for rape is over a network's personal line. You'd think. You'd think. Right. And I, you know, I, um, I won't consume it, but I don't care if you consume it, right? Like, I, I won't watch The Cosby Show now okay. because of what has happened, but I don't care if you watch it. Okay. I've always thought it was weird that radio stations still play Michael Jackson's music, yeah. but they do it, yeah. right? I always thought it was strange, but they still do it. Yeah, I, um, I, I've, I've gotten myself into quite a few predicaments now where it's like, well, if you're going to have this line, dude, you have to keep this line. And it's like, all right, well, I'll turn a Michael Jackson song. And then it's like, well, you're going to turn David Bowie song. He was banging 14 year old. You're going to, you're going to, you know, Aerosmith, right. You're going to turn an Aerosmith song. Like, what do you, where is that right. line? Well, there? you threw out your Cosby DVD collection. Did. did you not? I did. I'm, 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 I was a big fan of the Cosby show. Who um, wasn't? I, and, it was a great show. I, I mean, honestly, it was kind of one of those things where I, at first I was like, oh, well, Guilty until proven it, are innocent until proven guilty, and then more and more and more and more. And I was just like, dude, yeah, guilty. I'm not. I am morally against rape. It's not the same thing as like. There's plenty of crimes where I can be like, ah, eh, dude, that was the wrong decision. But it's like not, if a rapper sells drugs, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I want him selling drugs? No, but I'll still listen to the record. That's not a moral line for me. Where like rape is certainly a moral line. for Everybody's me. got their line, mm-hmm. and and I feel like your line's okay. That one's all right. Rape's okay. That's okay to be like, nah, that's where I close the door. Thanks, buddy. I know I can. I, I do. I can live with that. That one right so apparently the other day tv one i believe is the network is what it's called they showed the episode called ruby uh rudy sick rudy is the girl's name okay and in the episode he's crushing up aspirin and throwing the powder into her drink which like it was like aspirin or something like she, she didn't want to take the medicine she didn't want to yeah. take the medicine so he's like crushing up the pills and putting it in the drink and this is literally what he's on trial for right now like literally that's what he did was crushed up drugs put him in drinks served them to women got him drugged up groped the living hell out of them. And so, like, I can admit that that's probably a bad look. Right. I mean, if you want to play the episode where Theo moves out on his own and he's got to rent all the stuff back, well, that's one thing. But doing that episode, yeah, you would certainly... I don't know. You, you you know what that is to me? Where Michael Jackson songs, it's like, all right, Man in the Mirror, pretty good song. Beat it, pretty good. But when you play Pretty Young Thing, to me, that's like, dude, you're just rubbing it in everyone's face. I agree. I like when I hear Dirty Diana, my instinct is to crank it up because I like that song, right? I like that one. But when I hear Pretty Young Thing, I'm like, yeah. dude, he wrote that's not about a that's not about being 18 and being no. in love with an 18 year old girl. That's about a nine year old boy, and we yeah. know it, and we know that. 
So yeah, every time I hear pretty young thing, I'm like, uh, like, like you kind of tight cheek it a little, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you're running towards the bathroom. It's like, uh, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I don't like that one. And I, I, maybe it's just because you want to hide some of the of the terribleness behind some of the greatness there. But like, I mean, I think radio stations as a whole now have backed off on a lot of things, like whether it's swearing in songs or whatever the case is. There, we changed the lyrics in a Weezer song from "Goddamn" to "Gosh Darn." That's pretty bad. That's awful. And At that point just yank the record off. But you draw that line, but it's like, ah, pretty young thing. Ah, we yeah, let her roll. A kid. Let her roll, Whatever, Jackson. it's the family music station. We'll play it. I mean, look at the glove. I mean, he had the glove. <laughs> Moonwalking into your children's butt cheeks. I mean, like, dude, that was all bad. And yet, and yet, pretty young thing. That yeah, Dude, we'll that's, I guarantee you that song gets played this week. Guarantee we'll it. it. Right? Little ins- Not here, thank God. But it's just a little strange. So the Rudy Sick episode of Bill Cosby show, the Cosby Show, I understand why people were like, "Dude, like literally, you're showing him do the thing that he's on trial yeah. for doing." Like that's a little now. Just put. I, I, I wish I could put myself into the mind of the actor because he was obviously doing this during the filming of the Cosby Show. Oh yeah. So like, was he sitting there on set going, "Did the, is there a camera in my dressing room?" Is that like how we got the idea for this one? Like I'm going to assume he probably saw the the parallels there and probably thought it was kind of funny. You know what I mean? Ugh. I mean, and, and that's terrible, but dude, he was I mean, he, Yeah, but people justify in their mind what they do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he thought it was like, ah, ha, ha. Like, this will probably happen to you in 10 years. You know what I mean? Ah, Jesus. Now, it it was Rudy. Now, she was the girl that went with him to the trial, right? Keisha Knight Pullman was 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 that that her? her? I believe so. Wasn't that Rudy? Yeah, that might have been Rudy. I don't remember their names, to be honest with you. Um. So yeah. So I. I mean, obviously, she's standing by. You know, she's standing by Bill there. I was it Raven Simone that stood by him. She was the youngest one. Raven Simone was um, not so Raven. Yeah, and she was not Rudy. She was uh, what was that girl's name? I can't remember on the show. Okay, so she was, was like the youngest granddaughter. Okay, all right, all right. I just I I don't remember. The, I don't. I haven't seen the show in so long. I don't remember. Everybody, I just remember like you know the three original kids. Um, uh, Theo and uh, Denise. De- dude, Denise was my I, like honestly. I'm surprised. Oh, I'm surprised you weren't more of a fan of the Cosby Show just based on. I mean, dude. here's the thing. Vanessa could totally get it. Of course, Vanessa could totally get it of too. Course. Yeah, Denise was hot back in the day. I had I had a huge crush on Denise back in the day. Yeah, I, even though when they when they do the what was it, a different world when mm-hmm. they tried to give her her own show. Mm-hmm. Like I even watched that for Christ's sake. But Bill Cosby was in court. Yesterday, I believe yeah. this was. And walking out of the courtroom, he looked at the camera and did something we're all going to remember from the 70s from another show he was a part of, Created, which was Fat Albert. This was Bill Cosby leaving the courtroom yesterday. Cosby confident. Listen to what Bill Cosby did last night when he met his fans outside the courthouse. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Does the does the fat Albert hey 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 as he's walking by what I would assume is our Cosby supporters? I mean the lack of self awareness to go into character as you're walking out accused of rape. You're on trial for rape. I mean I just I can't for the life of me figure out why anybody would think that that was a good idea. 
I guess when you're trying to prove your innocence and you're trying to, you know, establish that, like, I'm not worried about this because I'm so confident that I'm innocent, it's not even, you know what what I'm saying? All right. I'm sure that's what somebody's going to say, as you've just said it. (laughs) I don't don't know that that's enough. And I think if you're the accused, you have to think about how the country feels, not necessarily how you feel. Um, also, the argument to be made, I mean, at this point, he's blind, he's old, he's probably a little bit... Uh, Is that right? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's almost 100% blind at this point, I've read. And oh, I didn't know that. He, um, I, I, I would assume just in his head, a little bit of dementia kicking in, probably just doing Maybe. it because he knows that he's going to get a pop from the crowd from it. and. But the crowd really didn't pop. Like, I mean, I'm, no, I think most people probably feel like I do, which is like, bro, you're a rapist. Um, Quit trying to entertain me. But if you're standing out there, I mean... Uh, People just want to be... That doesn't necessarily say to me that you're a Cosby fan. Some people just want to be near the story, right? I mean, it's just the lack of self-awareness in that. It's just unreal. You have to just stay cognizant of who you are, what you are, and what's going on. Oh, man. See, I knew we were going to do it. I knew, I knew we were going to do it. And it just feels weird to be like, yeah, this guy's a rapist, and now I'm laughing at something about him. It just it seems very strange. But I don't, I don't understand why you would do that. Like, the last thing you want is for the, the traditional media to be today saying you're not taking these allegations against you seriously. That's the last thing you want. Because, again, this is going to go, well, I mean, and we can pretend the juries don't know what's going on, but they know what's going on. Of course. You know what I mean? And so, like, if I would want it to look like I was concerned about what my future was going to hold, given the fact that I was on trial for rape, and I want it to look like I'm innocent and I'm not taking this lightly. I'm fighting this tooth and nail because this isn't who I am. It'd be a much better look for him to have walked out and said, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent three times rather than, hey, hey, hey. Totally agreed. Because to the hey, hey, hey to me kind of sounds like this doesn't matter. I don't care what happens. I'm blind. I don't care if I go to jail. That, that kind of sounds what that sounds like to me something happened this morning before the show and it was really strange somebody sent a package here to fantone Mm -hmm. and it's somebody that i used to be sexually connected with jeez and that kind of weirded me out we'll get into that next on the stansbury show dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruitcakes the stansbury show chilling in the studes with my dudes on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. 9.30, we'll pass out those Tom Segura tickets. The comedian plays the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park on October the 14th. We'll pass those out at 9.30 and get you into that. Also, Rhythm and Brews on the 22nd. That's a week from today, I believe. Jeez. A week from today. That will be at the Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there from 6 to 8 that evening. And we'll make sure we get you hooked up at those 7.30 and 8.30. People are excited for that event, dude. I keep telling you, man. Every time we mention it, phone lines light up. Everybody wants a piece. It's good music and it's good beer. I mean, I, I so yeah, I, w- I would imagine if, if you like either one of those things, you'd want to go. Also worth noting, your boy Stansbury will be there. That's right. And I know it benefits Ark of Stark, which is a uh, really awesome organization in, in, in Stark County here. So good stuff, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be a part of that. I think I've been to that thing the last three years. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited. You know who's excited to go? Who's that? Our buddy Fishhead. I know he's heading out there. Oh, yeah. He'll be there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he likes the beer. The Fishhead does. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fishhead likes beer. No he question likes, about that He likes that the one, beer. Dude.
So I was walking down the hallway this morning, and there's a bank of mailboxes, and every employee here has a mailbox, and that's where people put things that maybe got sent to the radio station for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we all have one. Mm-hmm. And there was a package in my mailbox, big, you know, yellow envelope. All right. I was like, okay, somebody probably sent something for New Tour Tuesday, maybe some, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, you know, a listener of the show will send something nice, fan art, that kind of thing. Yeah. Happens a lot, right? So I didn't think anything of it. So I yanked the... I yank the envelope out of my mailbox and I start walking back towards the studio and I look at it and it's not actually addressed to me. It's addressed to Fantone. I was like, all right, well, that's weird. Your mailbox is like two spaces down from mine. So this was laziness that put it in in mine versus yours. Yeah, I I was a little perplexed when you brought it to me because, I mean, it's not like I get mail very often, but every time I walk by, I always kind of like look in there like, hey, is that for me? Is that for me? And so it wasn't in your mailbox. It was in mine. And I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And then, But then I looked at it as I was opening the studio door, and it's addressed to you yeah. and perfectly done. So I looked at the return address. Yeah. I was like, well, I wonder who's sending him things. And it was a name I recognized. Okay. And I thought that the last name was spelled differently, but it was sent to you by this young woman named Andrea. Okay. Okay. And I'm not going to give out Andrea's last name because that's not appropriate. So I said to him, as he, right before he opens the package, I said, you know what's really weird about that? I said, I, I, I can't call her an ex-girlfriend, but I used to kind of run around with, with a girl named Andrea with that same last name. That's very weird. And looking at the address, I was like, well, that might be her. But I felt like her, na- her last name only had one L in it, not two. And so I was like, oh, that's, I, I don't think that's her. So at this point, I'm terrified, dude. There's either going to be some sort of explosives in there. There's going to be some sort of like anthrax or there's going to be something in there. Somebody's trying to get back at Stansbury at this point. So your boy's a little terrified, not going to lie. And actually, that woman probably does have a halfway decent (laughs) reason to want to get back at me for something. To be, uh, yeah, if I remember, yeah, actually, yeah, she totally does. Okay. And so I was like, this is really weird, but it's probably just a coincidence. So then he tears through the package, opens it. And it's a nice Cavaliers T-shirt, um, and there was a note inside. Mm-hmm. Was there not? Indeed, there was. What the note say? Um, where did that note go? You uh, can paraphrase if you would like. Oh, essentially, what it said was like, "Hey, Fantone, um, I know you. Uh, I know you're a huge Cavaliers fan, and I know you hate the Golden State Warriors. So when I saw this, I thought of you instantly. And what it is? It's a shirt. It's got the most interesting man in the world from those Dos Equis commercial. And it's put said, a pin in that. We're gonna get into that here in a second. <laughs> and it says, uh, "I don't often hate, but when I do, I prefer to hate Golden State." defend the land. So, I mean, a Cavaliers shirt, you know, sure. F the Warriors, you know, yeah, obviously I hate the Warriors, and I understand why when you saw that, kind of thought of your boy. Greatly appreciated that you did. Um, and in the note, though, it continues to say, um, don't worry, Dan can vouch for me. Tell him Dre says what's up. And then there was something else, like some sort of other inside joke there. And, you know, it just said, like, I don't know, heart Andrea. Andrea and I go way back. Okay. Like, this is, like, way before I got into the radio business. Like, way, I mean, we go way, way back. Okay, this so is, she knows, like, real Stansberry. Oh, yeah. Okay. This, this goes way, <laughs> okay. way, way back. That's always so weird. People who knew you before you were this. You know what I'm right. saying? I always feel the same way when people are like, no, dude. This guy, he means fat like this. <laughs> but, but, but people that knew you when you were younger, there is just something different there. there's very there's a very difference there. okay she ended up dating an, uh, one of my friends actually after we were <laughs> shocker done doing whatever it is we were doing probably while you were doing what you were doing no, yeah <laughs> goddamn brady 
dirtbag Brady. I uh, I'm kidding. Sean's actually a great guy. I, uh, I I have I have no complaints there. But I thought that that this was weird. Yeah. And what I would have thought would have happened was I like you when I saw the name and I was like, oh, she's probably sending him something embarrassing from you know, right? And like, hey, yeah, this will be good for the show. Yeah, like Stansbury wrote me this note when we were 17 and like what a little bitch he was and something like that. That's totally what I thought. Don't you know? send it. <laughs> don't send it. Right now I'm terrified of a girl named Misty being like, yeah, here's all this stuff. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So I, here's what I would have thought would have happened. Yeah. Okay, now this is just me. I would have thought maybe it would have been addressed to me, two mm-hmm. shirts in there. Hey, give your boy one of these. I listen a lot. Right. But to just send, I mean, I've been in this woman's mouth. And like yeah. you, and for some reason, like she's going to send you things. Like, I don't care. I, I haven't spoken to her in forever. I think she's married now, for Christ's sake. So I don't care. But it's like, it does seem odd to me to not have sent something to me and said, hey, I haven't talked to you in forever, blah, blah, blah. I know your boyfriend Tone's a huge Cavs fan. Make sure he gets one of these. I would have thought that would have been the case. I'm going to make the assumption that people, like I said, people from pre-radio, people from, you know, my high school years and, and, and I guess years adding up to this, probably listen to the show and maybe they're a little bit more of a Stansberry fan, you know? Maybe you just represent them better. You know, they came in because they knew me, but they listened, you know, because of you. Maybe there's a little bit bit of a return there. You know, she knows you and she ended up being a Fantone et. But I guess my thought here is that she is opening up the door to, all right, how do I get back to Stansberry? Is that right? And I think I'm a pretty good door to how do I get to Stansberry? All right, for future reference, no, he's not. <laughs> Just slot him in the DMs. That's where he wants you. No, yes, that is where I want you. Yes. Um, but that would work for some chick off Instagram that you've never met before. But somebody from your past, I can understand why they're a little bit apprehensive. This is baiting the hook. To throw themselves out there. Right. So what they do is they open things up and they're like, oh, hey, I'll send something to his boy and then he'll, I'll be on his mind. And I'm going to send him a Facebook message in like a week and be like, oh, hey, did Fantone ever get that? And did this, you know, I think that could totally be what happened there. Is that right? Now, obviously. Are you friends with this woman on social media? Uh, so she texted me. I Was it text? She did reach out to me. It was, God, it was like six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is this? And what's going on with this? And she was like, hey, do you remember? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then, uh, you know, we got into that, that whole thing. And then she just like fell off the face of the earth again. Oh. And then out of nowhere, this happened. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's two. That's two. That's like, all right, hey, I send the initial one out there. Then I remind him that I exist. And then the third one, it's going to be like, hey, you know, my, my ex-husband and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm single now. And, oh, dude, I can totally see this happening i think it's the other way really i think she's trying to seduce you ah. and that way she could tell her friends at work oh yeah i banged both <laughs> I, I really i really think <laughs> the worst accomplishment a woman could have in her life yeah i had sex with both those guys you set the bar high <laughs> you set that bar high the event we've all been waiting for has officially been scheduled i'm on the edge of my seat even though i paid for all of it i only need the edge of it but August 26th is the date. I cannot wait. We'll get into this next on The Stansberry Show. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9, 730. We'll send you to uh, Rhythm and Brews. That's going down a week from today at the Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there that night from 6 to 8, and you will be too. As we're going to pass out those tickets here shortly, 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. I'm all fired up today, buddy. Yeah, dude. I'm ready to go. Stansberry. I'm ready to go. Got some sleep. Feeling pretty good. Took two days off the golf game. U.S. Open starts today. 
I'm pretty. I'm all excited. Now you're wearing it appears like golf gear today. You going out to the course for a little bit? Nah, no. it's um, it's just honestly, golf shirts are comfortable and shorts are comfortable, and it's hot in the morning now. You know what I mean? And so I'm just, I. I I have pretty much dedicated all my summer wardrobe to the golf because I'm like, wow, dude, it's all I do anyway, right. and it's an acceptable way to show up to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, pretty sure fans don't have that shirt on yesterday. No shorts, definitely. Shorts, is, is I've that been, right? Shorts I've been wearing all week. Different is that right? shirt, different all right, shirt. Different shirt. Yeah. Okay, your boy does need to go buy some new summertime gear. I mean, I have eight bajillion t-shirts, but like, you know, maybe so, uh, maybe another pair of shorts, maybe a shirt with a collar. You know what I mean? It would probably be all right for the summertime. Not the worst idea there. No. But I'm all fired up because yesterday it got announced that officially now, done deal, August 26th, McGregor Mayweather happening. Jeez. Happening. Happening. Okay. This is going to be a spectacle like none other. Yeah, I mean, usually I would call the show of shows WrestleMania, but dude, this one, this one might take the cake here. And... I kind of feel a million different ways about this, if I'm being honest. I think the competition in the ring will just be okay. They're going to obviously fight using boxing rules. Mayweather hasn't knocked anybody out, and I can't remember how long, but forever. He's not a knockout artist. He's a you know, right. he, he's a technician. He kind of takes you apart from away from you. McGregor's all aggressor, but he obviously can't go into UFC fighting mode. He's got to box you. I think ultimately... Much like I know there are athletic guys who play in the NFL who played like college basketball. Right. But if I put them on the court with like a standard NBA player, I bet that they get like embarrassed because, right, because it's not their perspective sport. I think much the same thing will happen here to McGregor. I think if they were going to fight in the UFC rules, yeah, obviously McGregor kicks his ass. Wouldn't even be close. Not even going to be close. But I think the reverse is true here, too, where I think Mayweather's going to toy with him. I think they both know it can't end in the first round because of the hype. You kind of have to make this go, and it feels like something that ultimately is going to look staged because I think they're both going to understand that we have to. this can't end in 30 seconds. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Mayweather not being a knockout artist. Not. But, uh, but, and I mean, obviously, Conor McGregor, a very, very tough dude, more than capable of taking a punch. Has all the power he, ha- he needs in his hands, too, yeah. But it will be dissected by Floyd Mayweather. I mean, just, just experience alone of, like, being in a boxing match. Like, that alone will make all the difference in the world of how he, how he uh, you know, comes at this fight. I mean, Conor McGregor is fighting from so far behind right now, it's not going to be close. Mayweather's hands are so fast that I just don't think you deal with anybody in the UFC that can box at that level. Now, you deal with some heavy punchers in the UFC. Oh, God, you de- yeah. You deal with some great strikers Dude, in Nate the Diaz UFC. Nate Diaz can knock you out one punch for sure. But you're not dealing with the boxing skill of Floyd Mayweather in the UFC. I'm sure Conor McGregor has never seen anything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously striking a big part, but when you're practicing and when you're training for a UFC, you're not standing there taking punches and, and, and learning the learning the sweet science like you do in boxing. It's just it's it, they're two different sports. It's a completely different sport. This is the analogy I always make. When somebody looks at Eddie Van Halen and says, what do you mean you can't play the xylophone? Well, it's a completely different instrument, dude. Right. Hand him a Stratocaster and the guy's going to play the hell out of it. Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it works. I think Wolfgang can play the xylophone, I think. Jeez. Jeez. 
You know, people were asking me yesterday, are you going to order this fight? And the answer is no, of course not. I'm not paying for this fight. Will I pay to go somewhere to watch this fight and be amongst people? Yeah. Yes. I could see me at Jersey's or Rooster's or like one of those places that might show it. I could, I, I, I will totally do that. But I, I mean, dude, this, it's going to be 150 to rent it for sure. Oh, God, yeah. What? It'll be 150 for sure. What? I mean, dude, a, a typical UFC fight, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Jeez. So you know they're going to raise the price of it. They got to get their money back. WWE Network, $9.99 a month. Just oh, making that God. known. Just making that known. Dear God. Dear God. <laughs> this may look like a WWE thing. Oh, it's already got some of it to me. It feels like, like, it feels WrestleMania It feels fixed to me. Mm-hmm. It does. It feels... And like you said, they know that they can't go in the first round. And if it does, I mean, no matter what, people are going to be disappointed because it doesn't. It won't. There's live up no to the way hype. for this to live up. It won't live up to the hype. But they know that it's going to have to be first round. And for both of those guys to essentially pull punches, yeah, I mean, it is going to feel WWE. All you need is a steel chair and Vince McMahon coming down. And I mean, well, what else you need? I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas on Fight Night. If you've ever been to the Strip on Fight Night, but there's nothing like Vegas on Fight Night. It is the best. This will be I'm so I'm so sad I'm not going to be there. Like let alone in the venue watching it just to be in Vegas when this goes down. The star power that this is going to draw out will be massive, right? I mean, if you thought if you thought there were stars at the NBA finals sitting in front row, I mean, this is going to be another level. Bigger. I, 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 agree I think 100%. Bi- I think bigger. Another yeah. level here. Because, again, it's one night, not five nights. And so, like, yeah, I'll go to game three. I'll go to game four. It's like, you're going to go to this. People want to all – everybody wants to know the answer to the same question. Any chance McGregor gets flustered in the ring and reverts back to UFC? I don't think so. Oh, I'd say yes, for sure. You think so? Dude, you're getting pummeled in the face. You're getting, not, you're getting hit around. You're getting beat up, dude. You've got, you've got that fighter mentality to you. I think it's going to be impossible for the dude not to go for like a leg sweep or something Is that like right? That. Yeah, man. You're going to go... I mean, you're going to get into... It's going to hurt his legacy. You're going you're gonna to get into survival mode there, where it's like, this is how I know how to do this. This is how I know how to stop people from punching me in the face. I... Do whatever, you know. I mean, it is instinct right. that, that you're fighting against there. I, I can't figure out who wins and who loses, and I don't mean in the ring. Does boxing win here, or does the UFC win here? I think they both lose, to be yeah. honest with you. I really do. I, I can't remember the last heavyweight fight I just watched, but it was amazing. I can't even remember. I know it was Klitschko, and I don't know the guy he fought, but the, the guy he fought won. And I can't remember his name, but that fight was awesome. It was like the best boxing fight I've seen in forever. But boxing's kind of faceless right now, yeah. and the UFC's kind of hemorrhaging stars. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, your biggest names are no longer doing it. We're bringing guys back out of retirement now, and that kind of thing. And you kind of both admitted now, we need one another to make this viable. And I'm not sure anybody walks away a sure winner. I know everybody's getting paid. What's the end game, though? What's the popularity for both sports after this when you realize we're not going... This is like when the X-Men and some other you know, comic book, they, they, they cross over for a couple of issues. Those issues sell a million copies, and then after it, they don't sell as much because you're not giving people what you just gave them. And I worry that that's what's going to happen here with both sports a little bit. I, I, I agree that I think both sports lose here. You don't get 
a good fight from either side. I mean, you don't get a good boxing match here, and you don't get a good UFC fight here. It doesn't you, settle the what's more what, what's more impressive, boxing or UFC. It doesn't settle that for you at all because you're, bo- you're, you're fighting one style, not both. Right. I mean, I guess that would be the way to do it is if you had two fights and you got one was UFC and one was boxing. I mean, that Imagine maybe. if they switched it round to round. Right. Something like that. Imagine that. Um, what a good idea by me. You've got no... Somebody get me higher. You've got no chance of it living up to the hype. You just don't. But the person... Well, the, 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 both fighters win here regardless who wins. I mean, Connor's getting paid on this more than he's ever been paid on anything. And when McGregor... Or when, uh, when, when Mayweather walks away from the, this as a winner... Number one, obviously a huge paycheck for him. And number two, a furthering of the legacy of like, yeah, dude, I knocked out MMA guys. This is... I think this may be Conor McGregor's last fight. I think, honestly, what you're dealing with a guy just had a kid, and um, he's in a brutal sport where all we do is talk about NFL concussions. The UFC's on the rise, and that sport's gaining popularity. In 10 years, we're going to be talking about concussions from UFC, guys. That's what we're going to be talking about. And I think if you're Conor McGregor, you're the sport's most popular figure in a while. You're going to get a huge payday for Mayweather McGregor for your for your name being in this fight, and a broadcast company would tri- they're going to trip over themselves to put a microphone in Conor McGregor's hands if he says he's retiring. Come do announcing. I mean, it, so I think this this may be Conor McGregor's last time in a ring. I think he comes over to WWE. That is still a possibility. Mm-hmm. I I I from I hear rumors that that's already done. That that deal between he and Vince is already done. I don't know if I buy that. But I don't know it to be untrue. But yes, I could see Conor McGregor going, wait a minute. I don't actually have to get put in arm bars. I don't actually have to be punched in the face. And I still make good money. Because let's be honest, Vince is going to pay Conor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We both agree here, right? Mayweather wins. Oh, Mayweather wins, and for it's sure. not close. It's not close. Who has more to lose? I keep I, I keep listening to arguments on this. Well, Mayweather's never been beat, so if he loses, he's got more to lose. It's like nah, I don't think so because he hasn't been beat. Well, it is a boxing match. Yeah, but Mayweather's got more to lose. Everyone knows walks into this knowing that Conor McGregor is going to lose. He's got the most to gain in the sense of like if he does win this fight, boy oh boy, does that bolster his reputation. Um, and uh, if we're calling that's the, true, if we're calling the payday equal, I mean they're both winners there. Then yeah, McGregor's or Mayweather's got the most to lose. Yeah, I don't know why he would put an undefeated record on the line. Other than like I said, like somebody told me once that Conor, or that Floyd Mayweather while he travels travels by private plane and then rents a second private plane for the luggage. How does for the stuff he pay that much? I don't I can't wrap my head around that. Is it's how, all pay-per-view. Uh, it's all built on pay-per-view. I I'd, I'd love to see the numbers where it can justify that. And obviously it does. I, I mean, mean, I think he's worth something like 300 million dollars. Which is a mind-boggling Which dude. but dude, you could you could blow through 300 million dollars fly, flying private pretty fast. Like those those flights aren't cheap. It's like it's like seventy five thousand dollars to do that, and then if you're going to rent another flight just for the stuff you're taking city to city, I don't know. I kind of want to go to Vegas for this. Like I'm not going to be able to get tickets to the fight. That I understand. But just being on the strip for fight night in Vegas is one of the most electrifying things you can be around. It's so amazing. I've been in a million of those casinos during UFC fights, and you can just feel it in the air. Fight Night in Vegas is something else. It's awesome.
But I think Mayweather handles them and handles them very easily. That's just my opinion right now. We have Rhythm and Brews tickets, and you'll have them next on Rock Show on Rock 1069. About to pass out those rhythm and bruise tickets. That event is a week from this uh from today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. That goes down to Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there six to eight that evening. And we'll pass out a pair of tickets for you to join me here shortly. 1 800 243 7625, the number you'll need. As we are all increasingly more often now on social media all day. One of the things you'll see in your timeline is what they're called are GoFundMe campaigns or you caring campaigns. And these services are called crowdsourcing. Essentially, I need help with something. I'm going to put this post up, this GoFundMe. You're going to help donate money to this cause to help me reach my goal. It's called called crowdsourcing, right? And these websites have exploded recently. Yeah, I mean... I know there's a lot of people out there who like seem to be anti and against them, but I understand if you're in a desperate financial situation, what else are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? There's going to be times where it's like, I, I, I have no other options here. Like any other great idea, it will eventually be abused by people who don't necessarily need the help it can provide. This is much like welfare and WIC and like all this stuff. Yes, people are going to abuse the system. It's not necessarily indicative of we should get rid of the system. Right. We should find a way to make sure it's being used the best way possible. I'm all for that. But this is crowdsourcing. It's not necessarily, you know, uh, given to you from the government. So it's like if people want to donate, they want to donate. Right. It's not like a tax. I mean, if you don't want to donate to this, you don't don't have have to. to. Right. Um, And I, I completely understand that, you know, some people use it frivolously. Some people use it for things that are an actual necessity. Um, but I don't know. I mean, as long as you're willing to, and, and, and how else are you supposed to like ask for that handout? You can't go door to door to door saying like, Hey, my mom just died. We don't have money for the funeral. You can't do that. So this is, I just feel like a better, wider reaching net. So Dan Saper is the chief executive officer, CEO of you caring, which is very much like GoFundMe. I don't see this as often. GoFundMe's kind of become like the iPod of crowdsourcing, where it's like that's just the name everybody uses, but there's multiple sites for this. Stuff. GoFundMe is the Uber. You caring is the Lyft. Is the Lyft? There you go. And Dan Saper, CEO of You Caring, says whether it's Obamacare or Trump Care, the weight of healthcare costs on consumers is only going to increase. It's like no matter which system it has, it's only going up. He says this will drive more people to try and figure out how to pay for healthcare needs, and crowdfunding is in its early days as a way to help those people. As I read on into this article that I got from Bloomberg.com, it basically says this, that healthcare costs is like 85% of what's going on on these sites is people that can't pay for medical procedures are reaching out for help from people that they know. Unbelievably sad, in my opinion. Unbelievably. 
like un- un- unfathomable almost that we live in the richest nation in the world and we've got people begging for money for each other from like hey help me pay for my kid with cancer no help me pay for my grandpa who's dying of horrible death right now and and, and that's the best we can do is like beg each other for money GoFundMe just acquired CrowdRise, which was co-funded by the actor Edward Norton, and is now adding that to the company's uh, business profile. And it helps people fundraise for charities and sends those uh, those monies, uh, you know, funds for medical bills and a friend's tuition and that kind of stuff. So, like, these sites are already starting to buy one another. Like, they're already starting to buy each other's competition because of how important it is. Right. They say growth for crowdsourcing has been rapid. Um, that let me see here in 2015. One million campaigns were set up. Uh, one million more campaigns were set up than the previous year. It had raised one billion from nearly twelve million donors by February of 2016. Fantone that total was two billion. In October 2016, it moved to three billion. Fantone from wow. 25 million donors. This stuff is on the rise, and healthcare is driving it all and these ceos of these crowdsourcing companies are getting rich off of this stuff because they take a percentage of every transaction done they're not doing this for nothing really no they take a percentage they say here give forward is another one where medical uh, fundraisers are 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 done on it says 70 percent of give forwards campaigns and then the combined companies have eight million donors who have contributed 800 million but they say here the business is helping people raise money for medical care has a lot of profit potential. GoFundMe takes 5% of each donation. 2.9% goes to payment processing. Obviously, you're going to have to have credit card processing. The bank's not going to give that to you for free no matter what it is you're doing it for. So you got to make that money back. I totally get it. There's a 30 cent transaction fee. And smaller sites like Fundly and Fundraiser charge much the same. You caring donors pay just 2.9% for a processing fee plus the 30 cents. So these, these companies are taking money from this. And they should. They're giving you a way to, to collect this money that you wouldn't have had. I'm all for companies making money. Well, if you want it to exist, it's going to have to make money. Yes. Be viable. Um, why couldn't I just set up my own PayPal account? I'm sure you could. You know, I, I have mean, PayPal. I use it all the time to buy things on eBay or to trade money with friends or like that kind of thing. I guess what makes GoFundMe a better idea than PayPal? I think what you know what it is. I, I'm guessing here. This is purely speculation, but I'm guessing that this is a, much like a doctor, right? Like you see some dude in a coat carrying a clipboard, smart, and you see the word GoFundMe and you go legit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. And there's, you know, often no other ways to like help somebody. So you feel like that's the avenue that you want to go down. I'm again. I knew this was going to get brought up, and I don't want to get on a side tangent, but I do want to address it. Somebody's writing in telling me that Canada has free health care, and I'm gonna. I don't. I can't speak for the entire country, but one of my best friends lives in Canada, and she keeps dual citizenship. That way, when she gets sick, she can go see the doctor over the border in the United States. Because yeah, Canada has free health care, but it takes you nine months to go see a doctor. It took her, she was scheduling an operation. It took her well over a year to get to the doctor. America's healthcare system, whether it be expensive or not, is still the fastest, most convenient in the world. It's more expensive, but it's more convenient.
Um, I'm yeah, but I, I feel like that we have to somehow or another balance that. What America does there. is take somebody's idea and makes it better. I like the idea of us looking into what Canada does and make it work for our country. But as of right now, their system would not go over well for most of Americans right now. When you get sick, you want to see the doctor today. In Canada, that ain't happening. At least your family's not going bankrupt because your kid was born with cancer. There's, uh, there's obviously a downside to both. There's obviously a downside to both. But when, if my kid breaks his leg, I want him to be able to go see the doctor today. That's what I want. Maybe I'm different than some of you, and that's fine. We'll agree to disagree, and we'll, we'll you know, that's a, okay. that's a different problem for healthcare. But this stuff is what's driving the crowdsourcing, and I think, and and I could be way wrong here, and maybe I'm making too much out of this. This will be the thing that eventually will take down social media. Crowdsourcing will be the thing that makes us log off social media. You heard it here first on the Sandsbury Show. Because what's going to happen is, is that anything you use for good, eventually it gets bastardized. And then people are, you already see it. People are raising GoFundMes for DUIs and this and that. What will eventually happen is, much like you saw people unfollow each other for their political views during the campaign, this will eventually turn into, oh my God, my neighbor just begs for everything. Unfollow, and it'll make you run away from this technology in the in the long run. I mean, how is this different than standing at the corner of Tuscan it's, 77 and it's saying, really not. holding a sign up? It's really not. Is that you look at those people standing on at the freeway off ramp as bums? You look at your neighbor who's just going through a hard time right now as a decent American. That again says more about you than it does about the person who is in need of help. It doesn't say anything about the person who needs help. It says more about you. But this will eventually make us all sick of what we see and 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 the constant begging. And not that there's not decent GoFundMe's out there for great causes. I know that there are. But eventually, this will get watered down and used the wrong way, and it will be enough to turn the American consumer away from these things that we're currently addicted to. That's my prediction. It may take a year. It may take ten years. I don't know. But eventually, you this is all you're going to see in your timeline. Is I need five dollars. My kid doesn't have lunch or I need a car payment or I need this. And eventually you're going to go, God damn it. I spend 12 hours a day at a job I hate so I can make enough money to keep my lights on. I'm sick of hearing my neighbor bitch. And you're going to log out of this stuff. So in the end, it might end up doing exactly what we all need it to do. But right now, the healthcare industry is solely what's keeping crowdsourcing alive. It's amazing. That is amazing. And honestly, it's a little, for the lack of a better term and not to sound cheesy about it, but it's a little heartwarming. That it's like, at least we can see that other human beings care about other human beings not being able to go to the doctor. I think sad. I, I, I see your point, but it, it, on, that, on that same point, it, to me, it's sad that, that like, we have to depend on each other to, to, to pay for sick kids. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, would rather have a, I would rather have another system. Um, but I, again, and I don't want to get off on a whole other side tangent here. I don't think if we adopted Canada's system tomorrow that it works in America. I really don't. Because that's not... Dude, you get mad at the microwave when it takes longer than two minutes to get your macaroni and cheese. You mean to tell me if your elbow's sticking outside of your skin, you're going to be like, yeah, in a year I'll go to the doctor? No. What we can do, and this is what America does, we're kind of like the BASF of the world. We'll take your idea and we'll make it better. That's who America is. So if you want to argue that, I'm all for that. But Canada's current system would fall on its face in America today. That's just my opinion. I could be way wrong. There are smarter people debating healthcare all over the internet that know more than I do about it. But f- knowing from people I know who live there who tell me all the time, oh, God, no, the system here is terrible. And by the way, 
they also take 70% of her paycheck out of, out of her paycheck to pay for it. They also do that. That's the part nobody ever tells you about free health care, except for the fact that you feel it every two weeks in your personal paycheck. That's what's going to happen. That's what I always say about food, too. Oh, my God, they mistreat chickens. Okay, cool. Pay $13 for a dozen eggs. No? Well, then shut up about how we treat the chickens because that, there, there's only one thing you do there. And I feel like healthcare is very much the same way. We have these Rhythm and Brews tickets. That event is a week from today. We'll take caller 25 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those and be right back with more Stansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sands right here. And with summer on our doorstep, you know what you need? A new car. There's no better feeling in the world than nice weather, windows rolled down, music turned up loud while you're riding around in a brand new car. And right now, the Wickham Auto family is offering you an amazing deal on the car I just bought, the Honda Accord. Right now from the Wickham Auto family, you can lease a 2017 Honda Accord LX sedan that's an automatic for just $199 per month with zero money down. If you're looking to buy, Wacom Honda can also offer you 0.9% financing for up to 60 months. That's the best rate Honda will offer you. The 2017 Honda Accord is loaded down with features. I'm talking Bluetooth, alloy wheels, chrome door handles, dual front climate controls, USB port, and a bunch more, and including the backup camera. I have become really proficient using my backup camera. If you're in a crowded parking lot, that thing makes backing into a space so much easier. You can start your shopping online. That website is Wacom.com or in person on the Wacom Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin where they have been for over 60 years. So stop on out at Wacom Honda and check out a brand new 2017 Honda Accord LX. Do what I did. Save the Wacom way. They sell different That's beers. It. I'm I, I'm assuming Dos Equis is in there. I'm assuming, you know, I, I don't know. I could just be playing in the stereotypes that, yeah, Corona, Dos Equis, that's what they sell. A little oh, Modelo. Uh, well, I mean. But, in, I mean, you're going to keep with the theme, right? And sure. And, but, but if it's no different than just having Taco Bell and drinking a beer, regardless what kind of beer it just is. Just get it to go. Right. What on earth would make you wait seven hours for that? Yeah, I don't understand that. I, for the life of me, can't figure that out. Now, if you're Taco Bell, you love it. Right. You know what I mean? You love that because you what what it shows you is is that there are people that out there that are feverish over your products. Yeah. Yes, of course from a Taco Bell perspective that's that's a victory, but from a human perspective What dude, are you doing? Sha- what Shaquita, what were you doing out there? What were you doing for 7 hours? Why didn't you have something else going on in your life? So they opened one of these uh, Taco Bell cantinas downtown uh, Cleveland. Okay. And Monday through Thursday, they open at 7 a.m. and they don't close till 2 a.m. What do they open at 7 a.m. for? Are they do Taco Bell breakfast too? Huh? Yeah, I would imagine they're probably doing the breakfast but too. But it's just the normal Taco Bell. I can't get my head around that. Like, so their alcohol service, let's just give you that. Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. till 2 a.m. Saturday, 7 a.m. till 2 a.m. Sunday, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Now, I don't know Sunday whether or not they'll be able to sell liquor or just beer. Certain liquor licenses only allow you to sell beer on Sunday. Your uh, your full service liquor license on a Sunday actually costs a lot more money, and normally they require you not sell alcohol another day of the week, so you can be open on Sunday. Sometimes that's how they. It all depends on the liquor license you're applying for. It's ludicrous. Oh that's yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely oh, dude, ridiculous. the money and 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 the theft that goes into applying for liquor licenses, dude. Trust me, I've done it. It's awful. All it is is the government sticking their hand in your pocket. I, I love Taco Bell. It's really good. 
great. But waiting in the in the in the drive-through line for 15 minutes for my food makes me angry. I'm sure as hell not waiting there seven hours just to eat normal Taco Bell with a beer. No, no. I mean, maybe, maybe if it was like, yo, you could win free Taco Bell for a year if you're the first 100 people through the door, maybe I would be a part of that. You know, I'm sure that they probably did some type of promotion, but they're not talking to her about that. She just says, I love it. She already knows what she was getting in line and everything else. I don't I don't understand. I know what I'm getting at Taco Bell, too, dude. I mean, I've got my Taco Bell order, and I know which one I'm going with. Give it to me. I know what me. I'm doing. Run it down. Uh, I, what is it? The number, I think, five. It's the three Crunchy Taco Supremes. Uh, I'll get some cinnamon twists and an order of nachos. That's like my standard Taco Bell. Now, you can talk me out of it. If it's like, dude, try the new triple steak cheesy gordita crunch, I might be like, oh, dude, look at that thing. But I've got my basic, you know, the normal, this is what I want down. But God damn, dude, you're going to wait seven hours for that? Since he didn't ask, it's two crunch wrap supremes. <laughs> okay, two. Soft taco. All right. And then Nachos Belgrade. I'm not telling you. I'm giving you my order. Somebody go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm starving. Seven hours in line. I couldn't do it. Pride of Canton right what, there. Is there anything in life you could you could wait seven hours in line for? Like tickets to the to Raw or something? I mean, would you wait? Am I waiting seven hours? No, dude. Am I putting like no priority on my time at all there? Unless it was like, like I said, if you could win t- free Taco Bell for a year, maybe. But if it's just like, hey, you have an opportunity to buy tickets to WrestleMania? No. No, I'm not waiting seven hours for that. Free Taco Bell for a year. I'd wait seven hours for that. If I do all you can eat Taco Bell for a year, because then you're making money out of it. You know what I mean? There's some sort of financial. Yeah, you're saving yourself money all year. Yeah, you're right. That's worth seven bucks or seven hours to me. Yeah, but but just to have the opportunity to do it. I mean, dude, you could have showed up at eleven. I'm sure the lines weren't that long. Even if you showed up at eleven when the doors open and you showed up at eleven and it took you an hour to get in, you're you still, still getting in. You still save yourself six hours there, idiot. Yeah, I mean, I, at least when you wait at like Cedar Point for a ride. It's like the mean streak's not on every corner. Right. (laughs) You you know what I mean? So, like, I understand waiting for that because, dude, there's a Taco Bell right down the street. I did not understand, but there's a woman from Canton waiting seven hours in Cleveland. Silly. For Taco Bell. That is, in fact, silly. Our city, Canton, Ohio, did uh, suffer some uh, from some violence last night. Two different shootings happened last night. We'll get you uh, up to date on that information next on the Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, where you can win Tom Segura tickets. That happens 9.30 on the program. And actually, 8.30, we'll get you hooked up with another pair of Rhythm and Brews tickets. That event is a week from today. Going down Canton Cultural Center, and I'll be there from six to eight that evening. Nothing says culture like Stansberry being That's there. right. That's right. <laughs> I'm eating everything they put in front of me and drinking every IPA and get my hands on. Food and uh, food and good beer, that's right up your boy's alley. And the good thing is you don't even have to worry about driving home. Your boy will Uber it for you. Damn right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't heard, Fantone's the newest Canton Uber person. Yeah. Somebody said yesterday, like, whoa, like you doing like a celebrity Ubering thing? And I'm like, no, just like a poor person. Ubering. No, I'm Ubering because I can't figure out how to turn myself into a celebrity. Wait till you have to drive our boss around. I know. Wait till that happens. It's inevitable that somebody that... Off no- the cliff! <laughs> Selman Louise style, taking one for the Stansberry show. I would have went with Butch and Sundance. 
But if you want to be Thelma and Louise, buddy, that's all you. It's inevitable somebody's going to recognize me, and I'm okay with that. I think it's when I pick somebody up that I know I'm going to be like, Yeah, that'll be weird. Yeah, like when I come... Sit in the back, fool. I don't want to talk to you. When I eventually come and pick you up, and you're going to be like, Dude, just turn it off. You don't have to Uber. Just just give me a ride. And I'm going to be like, No, Stansbury, I need to make money. You're not getting tipped like that. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. Making me pay for something. You're not going to get tipped for that. I would, of course, tip you. Yeah, here's a tip. Go Wear find condoms. Job. <laughs> Just wear, drive more Uber. You're about to get fired, idiot. Oh, how depressing is this life? Um, one of the things I do like about it, though, is I feel like I've driven into areas of Canton that I don't normally drive. Like yesterday, I was out on Mahoning, and I was just kind of like, whoa, I never come to this side of town. So, like, I don't know. It's kind of broadening my horizon. Yeah, I kind of need to do that a little bit, too. Like, I, I find I, I go to the same places yep. over and over yep. and over again. I know all human beings are a creature of habit, but I'm really that way. I, um, I, I, need to, I need to start venturing out a little bit more. Yeah, it's a, uh, it, what do I want to say? I mean, it's not like I was like, oh, right, well, maybe I'm going to buy a house over here, but it no. was just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was no. just like, oh, dude, I've never ridden on this street before. And I guess, you know, when you buy a house, man, you really are funny. <laughs> when you know, when you know where your grocery store is, and you know where your favorite restaurant is, and you know where, you know, why go anywhere else? You get a decent house on this town for $75,000. We're both like, eh, no, I, don't do know. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe if we bought one together, I mean, maybe <laughs> we, we might be able to do that. Let's go Bert and Ernie it. And my <laughs> girlfriend co signed me. Maybe the three of us together could make something happen. We're, uh, dude, we're like a Voltron of adults. Like, you get three of us together, we become one grown up person. Oh my God. How am I not supposed to shoot myself? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's collect. All right, so I do have to uh, make you aware of some not-so-great news for Canton, Ohio, as we suffered some uh, violence last night. Reading now from the Canton repository, or, well, cantonrep.com, where one man is dead and five others were treated at area hospitals overnight, these being the results of two separate shootings. Now, police could not be reached for comment as to whether these shootings are related as they continue to investigate Thursday morning. They want to make sure they don't know what they're talking about before they start flying off at the mouth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, law enforcement uh, officials are like the opposite of your Facebook friends. Like (laughs) Making sure we have the facts before we start spreading them? Ah, Well, dude, that's a novel idea right there. Officers were called out to the scene around 10 p.m. Wednesday evening to the 1000 block of 14th Street Northeast where four people, Fantone, suffered gunshot wounds. Sergeant, uh, Joshua Coates confirmed early Thursday morning that the extent of their injuries remained unknown. Then a shot spotter alert drew police at about 2 a.m. This is about 1.55 a.m. to the 1000 block of 2nd Street Northwest, where two more people were shot. A man there was pronounced dead. Harry Campbell, chief investigator for the Stark County Coroner's Office, has confirmed the man's name was not being released pending notification of the next of kin. They have to make their family aware before they make us aware. Right. Terry Monner, who's a detective, said another person at the scene was treated at an area hospital and then later released. Police remained on the scene at around 5.30 this morning, continuing to investigate the situation. Two separate shootings, one person dead, five people injured. Overall, looks like the cops have this stuff. Uh, you know, they're looking into it, and we'll probably get a resolution for us here shortly, we would, uh, we would imagine. 
I um obviously, I mean, a sad thing that you know that one person lost his life and yeah, five terrible. people are dealing with this. I mean, I'm glad that five people are alive and we're not de- talking about six dead bodies. I, you know, look for a silver lining. There's one of them. It's not much of a silver lining, but there there's a little bit there. Um, and you know, I, I hate to say this, but like as we kind of start summer now, and it's been you know, this is when this happens. It's been three days of like brutal heat, and like I know that's always like kind of the joke is that like you know you get into this hot time of year and the days get longer and kids are out of school and I know a couple of these kids were you know these people shot were 19 20 20 years old younger yeah. in that general vicinity of age range there so like I, I just hope this is not a sign of things to come as, as as we get summer kicked off I always worry about summer I always say I don't I live downtown right and I have lived downtown since right. moving here and I find people widely exaggerate how dangerous downtown is. Right. I, I, you know what I mean. I, I just think it's it's unfounded fear a lot of the time. I think you can say that as Canton as a whole, but downtown in particular, there is yeah. a lot of, of oh of, yeah, like this. Do people who are from here, born and raised here, and I'm not. I'm born and raised in Ohio, but not necessarily from Canton. And do, like people talk about this like it's Compton, and it's not. It's now I know I'm saying this right. to you after five people were just shot, but right. like this isn't necessarily. It's not Compton, right? And I, I, but I do worry when the heat cranks up in my neighborhood where I'm like, I start looking around, I'm like, uh, I don't think you have air conditioning. I don't think you have air conditioning. I don't think you have it. And I'm not trying to make jokes here, but dude, it does. It makes every cop in the history of the world will tell you that in the dead of summer, when, if, if the electricity goes out and it's hot, it's over. If people don't have TV and air conditioning, that's when crime starts going through the roof. It just agitates you. You've got that irritability to you. Right. You've got that, you know, that effort and mentality all over you. And obviously that can, like I said, and then you throw in longer days and you throw in kids being out of school. And it just, there's a lot of things that add up into like ugh, territory. There. Okay. So I wasn't meaning to go here. But maybe since we kind of butted up against it, maybe I just should. Okay. So we're both friends with the same guy. His name's Ricky Smith, and he founded like the, the, that thing, rake.org, yeah. which is random acts of kindness everywhere. Yeah. And the summer really makes me think about this because we all get sentimental around the holidays, and we want to make sure you know homeless people eat in November and December. But the summer really makes me think about homeless people okay. because it's so hot. And it's like you. There's no shade for you, and you haven't showered in forever. And so I wanted to talk to him, and maybe you'll have an idea here, Fantone. What I wanted to do is I wanted to, where I find people who don't have a place, and I'll bring them to my house and allow them to shower in my bathroom. And but I need to find a way to do it safely. God bless you for that one, buddy. I don't um, want to just take thirty people who might. Again, not everybody on the streets out to hurt you, but there could be. You could be dealing with mental health issues right. there, and I want to be able to do it. But I think about that, like, dude, imagine how pissy you would be if it's August and you haven't showered in three months. It's just hot. You're sweaty, and, it, and dude, showering makes you feel better. And I'm just like, I gotta find a way to be able to do that. And factor in more. Maybe than, I run a hotel room instead. More than cleanliness at that point, you're talking about you're dehydrated and chronically dehydrated. You don't have access. To to water to drink, let alone to wash your hands or to wash your body. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's certainly... And good luck in a job interview when you haven't right. showered in three months. Right, 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 right. right. The, 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 those things are all true. I was driving yesterday and I saw a dude laying under a tree by Walmart and I was like, dude, is that guy dead? Like, you know, he's obviously a homeless hot. guy. And I drove over and kind of like looked at him for a minute and he was moving. So I was like, well, I guess that's the most I can do is see that there. But what we, if, if we're serious about this and we can try to make am. something happen here, um, I would 
say that getting involved with an organization, maybe like the YMCA downtown, they have I'm a sho- member. They have showers. They have the capabilities there. Maybe doing like a once a month program where you could get people. I don't want to say round them up, but like you could get people. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not that's and, not the right way. And, 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 and you know, because not only are you worried about like obviously your own home there, but you've also got to factor in there's going to be a lot of towels. There's going to be a lot of like soap. There's going to be a lot of you know. Well, I mean, I thought about that body wash. I mean, you know, you go start going that route. I mean, you can get that stuff at the dollar store too. I but, mean, but that's going to add deodorant. Up. Yeah, mean, it is. That, I, but I'm okay with the finances. The, it's more opening up the doors to my home and being there alone when the, this stuff. I don't know how to properly do because what makes me I see the same guy every day, right, right by my house, and you can see it on him like he's hot and sweating and like through his clothes. And I thought to myself, it was just yesterday where I was like, you know, I've been thinking about this the last two years when it's really hot. I need to provide a way for people to bathe. And I was like, I obviously have the space. I obviously have the money to be buying the soap and this kind of stuff. This is a way I can give back, and I feel like it should be done by a guy in my position. And I, I want to do it, but I just want to do it where I don't end up with a chalk outline around me. I think, I think, like I said, an organization that has shower facilities like a YMCA and there's the one downtown would be a perfect place to do that. Yeah, I'm a member there too. Yeah. Obviously, they're big on giving back to the community and, and stuff like that. And I know the dude who runs that downtown YMCA. I will, uh, I will email him and see if, see if there's something there that, that we could, uh, start to pursue. Um, and, you know, as we talk about people who don't have access to water and the availability to bathe, um, I know a lot of people, and we talked about it yesterday, don't want to give money out the window because, you know, well, dude, what's that guy doing Bottle with water. it? Bottle of water. Even if it's just sitting in your backseat and you're like, oh, nobody's going to drink hot water. Dude, if you don't have access to water, yes, they will. And that's a perfect way to give somebody that's homeless a real hand up. And if somebody's trying to exploit the system, then all they get is a hot bottle of water and they can go F themselves with it. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a perfect way to give without having to worry about, oh, are they going to spend this money on, that's on a great alcohol point. or whatever? That's a great point. I, I want to find a way to help people bathe because I, I can tell you, dude, you know how irritable you are when oh, it's yeah. hot and you haven't been in the shower? Imagine that being your day-to-day life. I, I have got to find a way to make that a possibility. It's been on my mind like two years. I've done right. no work into doing it. we got to make that happen. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and Rhythm and Brews tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. And we have Rhythm and Brews tickets for you. That event is a week from today. Going down at the Canton Cultural Center, and I'll be out there next Thursday from 6 to 8. Hosting that event for you. We're going to make sure you have a pair of tickets to join me as well. That will happen here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Alicia is going to be there too. She won tickets earlier today and she is super pumped to meet you. Oh, nice. Like She was thrilled. Well, I like hearing that. You know, I, um, I just got to thank the audience. You know, before the break, we were kind of talking about how Anton and I kind of want to come together and find a way for... To make it possible to help homeless people shower in these hot summer months where you just feel grimy and it just makes your attitude poor. I mean, it's just, it, do you shower and it gives you a better outlook on life? Yeah. You know what I mean? You just feel happier. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to do that. And people are now flooding me with ways this can get done. My buddy Seth sent in a photo of something that I guess they bring to motorcycle shows that he d- does over the summer for like all weekend event. It's like a semi that rolls into town. It's like a mobile shower truck. Yeah, I've seen that. And there's a guy in LA that builds little like shower canopy things where you can do. And that kind of thing. So we're going to look into this. I know Fantone's friends with the guy who runs the YMCA downtown. Um, I'm a member there. We're going to try to maybe find a way to do that. But I would like sometime before this summer is over to be able to do this for people because I, I just, dude, it, there's nothing. You know what it's like when, when your air conditioning goes out and you can't sleep at night because right. of how hot it is? Like a shower sometimes can help make all of that go away. And I want to be able to do that for somebody. They've got those like 
what do I want to call them, like portable showers for camping. And I know those are relatively cheap. I just don't know how we would get privacy with those. You know what I mean? Can't like just we do can't, it on the street corner. Right. We can't just have that in like the middle of Monument or in the middle of Market and Square. I there. was thinking about just opening the doors of my home uh, and doing it there. But Fantown's like, dude, like there, there's things you're not thinking about here. You know, um, you know, it's, it's, most people are going to use this for good, but if one person goes in there and decides they want to shoot up in your bathroom, right. now you got that to deal with. And right. I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Right. So probably my house isn't the best option. No, it really, really, I would not advise that. I um, but I've been thinking about it for a couple of years, and like I said, I keep seeing the same guy right by my house, you know, day in and day out. And I almost asked him yesterday, and I felt like such a scumbag when I didn't. And I was like, you should have just let him come in the house and take a shower, <laughs> made him lunch, and sent him on his way. You know what I mean? Like you could have just done it, and you didn't do it because you your fear of your own safety and you're kind of a coward. Hey, you know who we could definitely get involved in this that would take care of a lot of those issues of like, well, I'm worried what's going to happen is Officer Lamar Sharp. I'm sure he'd be more than willing to, yeah, I bet uh, to Lamar get, on, could board, help us to with get on board with it. And, you know, he's obviously very well connected in the community. And uh, dude, uh, let's see what we can do. I bet you have you and me and a couple other people put our heads together. We can clean up some homeless people. Clean them up! <laughs> Don't just pull out your garden hose no, and start spraying people on street corners down. Stanford said to spray them down. Smell don't me. do it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do it. If you're a bar owner, I got bad news for you. All right. Okay. You can't look at what your business is doing. If you own a business, and I have, I've owned a bar. If if you if you own a business, you can't look at how you're doing now. You have to look at what are, what are the trends about your numbers now say about what's going to happen a year, five years, ten years down the road. Yeah, look down the field. And I have said multiple times on this program that there is a war on alcohol in this country, and I'm not necessarily saying there shouldn't be. We've seen drinking and driving accidents increase. We've seen people die. This is a problem. I totally get it, but there's a war on good times, and I've been on this for a few years, and if you own a bar, this number I'm about to give you is going to bum you the hell out. And that is, we are seeing millennials are running away from alcohol and diving into marijuana. A study released earlier this year by Outco, a Southern California-based cannabis company in partnership with Monocle Research, shows that more than 50% of Californians aged 18 to 29 are substituting cannabis for alcohol. 50%. If you're in the alcohol selling business, that number you hate that number. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 long been noted that yeah, I think there's plenty of people against pot, and one of the leading people against pot's got to be Budweiser, right? I mean, it has to be. If if you've only got so tobacco, much, right? If you've yeah. only got so much money to spend on intoxication, and let's be real, vast majority of us only have so much money. This rising tide of marijuana, it has to be, you know, a concern for you. The study found that for millennials, the choice between the two main recreational substances, alcohol and tobacco, has always been an easy one. Growing up with the anti-tobacco messaging, the smoking rate for 18 to 29-year-olds in the U.S. has dropped by 22% over the past decade. Wow, that's pretty good there. Yeah, that is good. Keep it up. Now, that left alcohol as the substance of choice. That was Lincoln Fish, the CEO of Alco. says, but we are already seeing a decrease in alcohol sales, which means that cannabis is poised to be the new recreational substance of choice for many millennials and beyond. Beer was the most popular substitution, with 34% of millennials saying that they will opt for cannabis over beer. Being a bartender, I can kind of see this. Younger people are not necessarily drinking as much beer. 
when they drink ice. You know what millennials like to drink a lot? You know what I pour a lot of? What is that? It's they're really big into the Tito's vodka. Okay. Give me Tito's in this, Tito's in that, Tito's in this. And it's it's very much they seem to be a vodka based group. I, I think it's and I think you see it with beer. I think you see it with vodka. I think you see it with whiskeys is I think there a lot of people nowadays are very quick to drink something that's considered craft, something that's considered not like, well, and again, Tito's is right. considered to be craft vodka. It's not Smirnoff. It's not Budweiser. It's not Jack Daniels. It's the, the, or the it's their version of all Jack fire, right. like alcohol is all going right. flavoring because younger people want things that taste good versus like when I was growing up, suck it up. It's, it's colonial club. That's the way it tastes. Yeah. To drop Jolly Ranchers in that Zima if you wanted it to taste good. Which, by the way, Zima's all the rage again right now, and I can't for the life of me figure that out. Ugh. As a juvenile delinquent in the 90s, ugh, I'm not going back to Zima, bro. 18% of millennials, Fantone, will substitute cannabis for wine. 14% of the millennial population will substitute cannabis for, like, alcohol. For, like, all other alcohol choices. If you're a bar owner, this has got to scare you. This is why, right here, this is true. This is why bars are more concerned about food right now than they are about anything else. Okay. Because sitting down and eating keeps you in the bar longer. You might order maybe another drink, maybe a glass of wine to go with them. But this is why bars are all starting to sell food. Because you have to. Because you're going to be left behind. They're cracking down on DUIs. Right. They're cracking down on the alcohol industry. People are being more and more aware of that. Whether it be, you know, I know that there's Uber and Lyft to take you home now, but a lot of people don't do that. And people are thinking differently. And when I grew up, if you came home from work and you had six beers, you were an American dude. If you come home and you have six beers on the couch now, people go, ah, that might be a drinking problem. Well, I I think with the lack of, or at least a turning tide of of reefer madness and not quite being, you know, I don't think very many people buy into the hype of, well, it's the same thing as heroin. Um, If we're going to be honest, I think marijuana is the safer product. Well, they say here the main reason for making the switch, according to the survey, is that safety, cost, and health were all key factors. Cheaper products, for sure. Many millennials express the fear of making poor decisions while consuming alcohol, whether it be about your sexual activity, whether it be about driving, whether it be about, hold my beer, I'm about to do this. They say marijuana does not make you want to be riskier, where alcohol does essentially make, and I can admit that. Like, oh, yeah, of course. I have six beers in the middle of the day. Grab me my phone. I'm texting every girl I know. Right. Marijuana will not make me do that. You know what I mean? And so I would admit that, yes, alcohol will definitely make you a riskier person. So, I mean, I, I guess just with all those things put together, you're in the perfect storm of like marijuana making a serious push towards being America's recreational drug. I mean, it, it makes Espe- sense. Especially when we're going to start talking about cannabis and the fact that it's infused in pizza now and donuts and, you know, brownies. It's like you can eat and get high versus like here's shots to get drunk. Oh, and a little bit of like, well, it's new too. You know what I yep. mean? Like it's new and, and it's And the novel. stigma's coming down. Right. So now you don't feel like a dirty stoner. Right. But bar owners, man, I just I think you're gonna have a hard way to go about ten years from now. Like I, I'd be start to thinking about rotating to, towards something. I, I know I, I know I sound like I'm hitting the panic button, but as a guy who owned a bar, I'm telling you, you can look at trends and you can look at things, and this is why everybody's got the best cheeseburger ever in a bar now because that's what they're selling. Millennials choosing cannabis over the booze. A little pat on the back to you guys there. I know I like it. to jump up and down on you. I have Rhythm and Brews tickets for those of you that still like beer. Join me next week. That's Thursday, the 22nd, at the Canton Cultural Center. We'll take caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-0985.
888-900-7625 on those. And be back with more Sansbury Show next. Hang on. No 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Tom Segura tickets up for grabs at 9.30. That's when we'll do those. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. October the 14th. We're going to discuss something right now that I wish we didn't have to. All right. And... In the interest of full disclosure, I will tell you, I knew about this last night, did not prep it for the morning show this morning, did not plan on discussing it, um, but I've taken enough messages this morning accusing me of avoiding it Okay. that I don't want that to be what people believe. I don't like to avoid things. I like to get into things. I don't know if you heard this or not. Because surprisingly enough, it's not the headline of every news organization this morning. And I can't believe that. But our current president, Donald Trump, is officially under investigation for obstruction of justice. Officially under investigation now for obstruction of justice. And nobody's talking about it. That to me is insane. I saw like Esquire tweeted about it yesterday. But a lot of the major media outlets kind of left it alone. Yeah, I saw tweets here and there, this and that. And I can't make sense of this. I don't know if it's because this guy's always in some stuff to where it's like we're just kind of have gotten complacent to it. That might be it. I don't know. But to me, that is a big deal. Oh, it certainly is a big deal. I don't I don't think it's a huge deal. You know, uh, but I think that both sides already are kind of, you know, resting in in their in their position here because you know, if you're on the left and you're going to go with the, well, of course it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. It's been happening, you know, it's since day one of the investigation. You know, you knew this was coming. And if you're on the right, you're going to stay with, well, you know, nothing's been proven. He's under investigation. That doesn't mean he's guilty of anything. And the mainstream media slash powers that be are just doing this because they hate Donald Trump. You can't let go of the loss of Hillary Clinton, and and, and you're you're one of the swamp monsters. And He's the one that can't let Hillary Clinton go. He's the one that's constantly bringing her name back up and stuff. Hey, play to the fan base, man. I mean, dude, tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, I know a lot of his faithful yeah. want to still, you know. And, you know, we were talking about the lock her up thing yesterday. <laughs> Fanto said, dude, you're in charge of the Justice Department now. You want to lock her up? Do it. Go ahead, man. <laughs> go go, go ahead. after her, but notice he ain't doing it. And I mean... You know, you guys have convinced me I'm never going to vote for Hillary Clinton again. Let's move on. Okay. Like, all right. So we'll lock her up and I'll never vote for her. Yeah. Like I I said last week, she's the loser that couldn't beat the grab him by the vagina guy. Like, she's done. It's over. Let her go. I, I, I mean, officially under investigation for obstruction of justice. I mean, again, I hate when people go, well, what if, or what if this was this, or I hate those, right? But let's be honest. If that headline came out a year ago, and your boy Barack Obama was still president? Oh, dude, the social media meltdown over that? If this was Hillary, oh, the Jesus, social dude. media meltdown. Uh, there's a million things you can put Hillary! Hillary! That's what you'd be saying. Yeah, it's undeniable. Um, 
I guess where I'm frustrated most with this and what kind of has me scratching my head the most of this is just the lack of consistency here where I understand that, you know, if you have a different political opinion than me, that's fine. We've had different lives. We've gone under, you know what I mean? Like, of course, circumstances. Different strokes. Right. I'm 100% for that. But when you're so vehemently, oh, well, you know, Hillary could never be president because she's under investigation. Well, now Donald Trump is president and he's under investigation and you're going to do mental gymnastics to make that okay. Where it's like, oh, dude, no, it's fine. Because of this or because where, of that. Where's where's your consistency here? Like, I, I, I feel like if anything, I've been, you know, it, it, there's been times where it's like, oh, dude, left effed something up. And I have to admit that now. Where, like, on the other side, it's just nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Nobody's like, if, if you think your party is constantly 100% correct, you're part of the problem, dude. You are. If you can't see the shortcomings of your own side of the aisle, then, dude, you're, you're, you've got your head in the sand. Yeah, you're unrealistic. There's plenty of wrongdoing on both sides. Plenty of demons on both sides. That whole thing. You know, I said shortly after the inauguration, I said, they're out to get this guy. And I believe he's probably done enough to where to warrant it. And I said, sooner or later, they're going to find a way to get rid of this guy and remove him from power. And this might be it. And I'm just like, the country is going to lose their minds oh, when yeah. that happens. You know, since this is happening, you have said that really since day one of the Trump presidency. That this something will happen and they will they want him and they will get him. Now, I was very much, even up until Election Day, very confident that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And the lesson I learned out of that was you better stop doubting the Teflon Don over there. The guy has, there's been a million times I've been like, ah, dude, that's the end of it. Ah, dude, that's what it's going to be. And I was wrong each and every time. So I no longer doubt him. I, 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 I know what you're saying. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. Um, but you're right. When If that were to happen, if, if President Trump were to be impeached... The anger and the level of of discontent from his his audience, from his fan base, no matter how much evidence they're shown, there could be tapes, there could be video, there could be everything of everything, and they would still deny it. And regardless of that, they're going to be furious. They are going to be furious. They're going to felt like they got screwed. Oh, it's going to be heated. Oh, I mean, and I'm 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 serious. It's going to be bedlam in the streets. It's it's going to be a major issue in the country. And I I there's a part of me that doesn't want it to happen. Just based on that alone, as I feel like that would be a really, really bad thing to happen in this country. I don't care what your political affiliation is. The idea of the leader of the country being under investigation for obstruction of justice is not a good look. And how about, dude, how about this? It's not, you know, intelligence communities have all agreed that Russia did influence our election, worked to, you know, undermine our democracy. It's not even that there was collusion there. And that's what Trump's been saying. Oh, there's no collusion. There's no collusion. There's no collusion. No, they claim they actually hacked the machine. This is obstruction of justice. This is the cover-up literally being worse than the crime. If this dude just would have shut up and not fired Comey and let things happen... He probably wouldn't be dealing with this, but but since he made these decisions and the cover up worse than the crime here, who knows, man? It's going to be an interesting time. I, I sooner or later I knew he was going to trip himself up. The bravado, the 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 machismo, the there's there's no penetrating me. I, I'm I'm infallible attitude. Definitely sooner not. or later, man, you carry that kind of attitude, and somebody wants to be the one that brings it down. You got to. A little humility may have helped him here. And I don't hate Donald Trump the way a lot of other people do. I really don't. But the fact that he's under investigation for obstruction of justice is a big deal. Let's not pretend that that's not a big deal. That's the leader of the free world. I just... 
I said it after the inauguration. They want them. They will get them. More Stansberry Show next. Hang on. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss you for pigs. The Stansberry Show. Shock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I got to give a, uh, a listener a little bit of credit here. Clifton uh, tweeted this into me, and it's a CNN story where they're saying now. Fake news. That they're saying now that the investigation into the obstruction of justice of President Donald Trump has not officially started yet. A spokesperson for the Office of Special Counsel declined comment. Trump, however, already up this morning referring to the Washington Post reporting as a phony story in a Thursday morning tweet. They made up a phony collusion with the Russian story, found zero proof, so now they go after obstruction of justice on the, pho- on the phony story. Nice, the president had tweeted. Guys, what I'm going to tell you about this, all of this stuff is... When there's smoke, there's fire. And there seems to be an awful lot of smoke, and we haven't seen the fire yet, and I think that this may be the start of that. I don't know that. And I'm not, notice how I'm not up on my hill talking about, impeach him right now! Notice, am I doing that? Am I losing my mind? No. I'm just giving you the information of what's happening out there and telling you what I think may happen because of it. I've said since the inauguration, they want this guy, and they're going to get him. And I feel like he would leave the door open. I said multiple times, I don't think he understood the scope of president and what he can and cannot do just because he has that that title. I worried about that. And I worried about the bravado of going, ah, dude, I'm Trump and I'm president. Nothing can stop me. And didn't understand the ramifications of things said and done. I worried about that, that he was going to leave them a smoking gun without realizing that he had done it. And that might be what we're dealing with here right now. I don't know that. More details will obviously unfold. And I believe if they look hard, they are going to find something. Something. I'll reiterate something Bill Maher said on his show Friday night. Don't say it. You're going to get in trouble, Sansbury. No, no, no. Don't don't say that word. Okay. But thank God he didn't have oral sex in the Oval Office, right? Like, thank God that didn't happen. Anyway. So I've, I guess officially it's not, dude, and somebody else is like, then I want Bush and Obama obstruction of justice for the marijuana industry. Yeah, nice diversion tactic, bro. Nice diversion tactic. It's never going to happen. This is the guy that's in charge now. This is what I have to be focused on now. Not Hillary or Obama because neither one of them are in power. Dude, investigate them all. Investigate them, sure. You know what I mean? But that doesn't take away, that, that doesn't negate the, the what's, what's happening, happening right? right now. Investigate everyone. And I would say that Russia interfering with our election process is more harmful to this country than the marijuana industry. And of course I'll say that because I'm a logical person. (sighs) All right, now i got to yell at Gene Simmons. All right, feel better? Yeah, no, no, I do. (laughs) No, no, you don't. (laughs) I don't. No, I won't feel better until I eat. Until I eat. Gene Simmons is out there now saying he's going to, I don't know, patent like the rock-like hand. Okay. And everybody's all up in arms about this. And all morning I've taken tweets and messages, not going after your boy, not going after Gene Simmons, not going after your boy. Well, first of all, Gene's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And we all know that. Right? Everybody already knows that. He's an idiot. And yes, he looks to capitalize off the financial end of his band. 
God bless him, dude. Right? I mean, how am I going to hate on that? Before I go into, like, patenting the rock fist is what it's called. What I'll say about KISS is, is that they have taken a beating for being a marketing juggernaut. So much so that I understand it's been the joke, oh, their music sucks, but their marketing's great. The problem with that joke is it's been said so often that I now feel like their music is underappreciated. Dr. Love still sounds great today. Deuce still sounds great today. Lick It Up still sounds great today. Heavens on Fire still sounds pretty good today. And do they get murdered for the merchandising? And so much so that I feel like the music doesn't get appreciated as much as it should. I'm not arguing on the fact that they're great musicians. I've said a million times, dude, that ultimately they suck. <laughs> but their songs have stood the test of time, and it's not just because of t-shirts. Well, If the music wasn't as good as it is, the merch wouldn't sell. Um, the thing I'm going to say about it is, is we're arguing a very moot point here. It doesn't matter because they are selling the merchandise, dude. Right. They, you can, if you can. Talk about a song that still sounds good today. If you can polish a turd enough that people are going to buy it, good for you, man. Like, I, what am I going to do? Knock that hustle? Now, the Rockfist thing, here's where I don't have an issue with it. Gene Simmons does it a different way. Like, he does it the weird Hawaiian way where the thumb's still sticking out. Gene Simmons throws up the Rockfist the way your grandfather would. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to tuck the thumb in. Oh, he does you know super I mean? fly Jimmy Snooker He style. does okay. versus the thumb across the two center fingers of the thing there. Well, yeah, I mean. The middle and the ring finger. Much though. more devilish, much more rock and roll, I the feel. The thumb on the side feels like something my mom would do. Hang ten, bro. Even like, even, even like this, like the, 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 the thumb, thumb across the fingers and like the devil horns, that feels corny to me nowadays. Where like ten years ago, I was younger, I would have been a cop. Look, yeah, dude. Every photo. But now it's like, I don't know. Like, what am I making hand signs for? Like, it's no better than chucking up deuces, right? I mean, no, not. It's the same thing. Not Phantom's a big thumbs up yeah. or a pointer in the photo. I point at people and I'll give you a thumbs up. But you, you like the Buddy Christ thumbs up. Yeah, you do like that one yeah. a lot. Yeah, because that's, that's like, yeah, dude, thumbs up. Glad I'm here. Um, how, but how are you going to capitalize on this? What are you going to do? Sue people who are standing at a concert like this? Well, t-shirt, merchandising, that kind of stuff uh. that where you see it. But the problem is, is that nobody does it the way he does it. So there's no money to be made here. He's literally the one 80-year-old running around that's got the rock fist confused, and everybody's like, you're not going after your boy. For what? For for patenting things that you don't do? Now, he also claims he invented it. That he, <laughs> That's Gene being Gene. But Ronnie James Dio claimed he did it, and that it came from his grandmother in some like voodoo thing from like some weird country where she was in. Yeah, there's Deuce right there. Still sounds damn good. I'm just trying to calm Stansberry down, all right? I'm just Strutter trying. still sounds good. Dr. Love still sounds good. Love Gun still sounds good. They get such a beating for the merchandising that I feel like now I do have to fight for their music. <laughs> we should play Deuce. People are riling him up, dude. It's, it's 9.15 in the morning. You bring up the marijuana industry and Gene Simmons and gloves come off. <laughs> I want to charge. I want to charge the guy from three presidents ago versus the guy that's in power right now. That's what's important. Okay, I guess. I worry about more who people who have the power over me right now, not the guy that had it ten years ago. But look at me being all snowflakey about it. All right, I have murdered other athletes for this. Murdered them for this. And I'm going to be a total hypocrite 
and get the back of a golfer for doing the same thing I've murdered other athletes for. Stansbury goes full hypocrite. Next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Still have those Tom Segura tickets. You'll have them shortly. He's playing the uh, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park in October. On the 14th, I believe that is. And we'll pass those out here in a little while. Vegas experience, Ohio address right there. Can't beat it. Cannot beat it. Maybe that's where you should go watch the Money Mayweather versus a Conor McGregor fight. What a great idea that is. I bet you I'll be a hell of a watch party, too. Yeah, that will be a good place to watch the McGregor Mayweather fight. If you haven't heard, officially underway, August 26th. They have a date. I think Mayweather's going to toy with him and then just and then just routinely beat him. Yeah, I mean, from a fight perspective, it's crazy to think otherwise. I saw somebody make the uh, make the point on Twitter, and they were like, "Boy, I'm surprised this is happening August 26th. They barely have um, two months to to promote the thing." They've known, and it's like, "Well, dude, how much promotion do you need?" <laughs> you got the two biggest names right. in fighting. And they both have Twitter and Instagram. Believe me, people are going to know this fight's happening. And they've, as far as like conditioning and stuff goes, they've known this fight was going to happen longer than we have, obviously. And I don't think either one of these dudes is really treating this as they would an actual fight. Because it's not really. Right. It's different. Like, Floyd's not going to UFC, and McGregor doesn't really box. I mean, he's got some skill with the boxing, but and I think he's put out a couple of videos to throw people off the trail that he's actually a little bit better at it than we believe. But I can tell you, dude, McGregor's in this solely for a cash grab. He doesn't care if he loses. He just wants the money because UFC hasn't caught up to the rest of pro athlete pay scales yet. They just haven't. And that's really worth noting that McGregor doesn't have a perfect record to defend here. What's one more loss when it comes with $100 million? Nothing. If you have a perfect record in the UFC, all it tells me is you haven't fought anyone yet. Later, you're going to get knocked out. Somebody's going to beat you. It's just the nature of the sport. Have the financials been disclosed? Is it? I've heard a hundred million know. plus for each guy. I think a hundred for for Connor and one hundred and fifty for Floyd. Is that's what I heard. the rumor I heard too. I don't know if those are confirmed numbers or whether or not that's just what's being reported. I don't know that as of yet. That's crazy, dude. I mean, like, like at the end of the day, I mean, Kevin Love signed a hundred and ten million dollar contract for four years. Four years, which feels like a lot of money, but to put that on one fight, a hundred million plus dollars on one fight, that this is, is a, a crazy. This is like what I was saying. This is why the pay per view is going to be a hundred and fifty. 200 bucks to rent for sure a typical ufc pay-per-view 60 bucks with both these names they know they're going to get 150 at least Jeez, that I, i'm guessing dude my guess is that's probably low it might be 200 that's a lot of money that's a lot of money man we I should be pointed out we don't know for sure the hard rock will do a, a view party no, for this no, no, they no, have no. done for previous ufc fights so i would imagine that they would and if they do you're right that's totally where i'm yeah. going for that that will be a really good idea I have to uh, I have to go full hypocrite here. Okie dokie. All right. And I and so I'm admitting that from the beginning, right? So okay. so dial down the tweets. You don't have to do it. I know I'm doing can't, it. Can't can't dial down the tweets. Ratch them up, baby. Get them going. <laughs> I have murdered athletes on the air for missing big games over family issues. And I always pointed to when LeBron, one of LeBron's children was being born, he played the game, got on the plane after the game, went to the hospital to be there. Okay. And I've always said, if that's good enough for LeBron, it should be good enough for the rest of you. Okay. Right? But I'm going to let a professional golfer off the hook on this. The U.S. Open starts today. And I can't wait for it. It's one of my favorite events every year. 
You give me the majors in golf, and I'm glu- I'm glued to. The- I watch the LPGA, so of course I'm going to watch the majors. <laughs> I watch NCAA golf, so I'm obviously going to watch the majors when the men play. Right. So the U.S. Open is today, and one of the most famous golfers, and this is actually a big hit for golf and the TV rating. This will affect the TV rating for sure. Phil Mickelson has withdrawn from the U.S. Open. If you don't know, Phil Mickelson was like the second best golfer in the world while Tiger was on his run. If had it not been for Tiger, Phil Mickelson would be the greatest golfer you've ever seen. Um, that's got to be a super frustrating place to be, and I always will compare athletes in that predicament to the Cavaliers in the Jordan era, where I feel like genuinely they were the second best team in the NBA for a couple of those years, and, and it they, was still miles away, and they just couldn't get over the hump. There, absolutely tough place. To that's be. a very good analogy. Okay, so he has withdrawn from the U.S. Open. Phil Mickelson has never won the U.S. Open. It's the one major he's missing. And he all, it's called the career Grand Slam. Tiger won it four times. Jeez. I think it was four times Tiger did it. Pretty good. I, and I believe he did the Tiger Slam, which was he won all four majors in the same year. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. I t- believe that was four times. The Tiger Slam is sucking down Xanax and getting behind the wheel, dude. Who cares? You on him. Oh, I would have went. I, I would have went with the with the horse <laughs> for the tiger. That, that's what I would have went. With. But that's um. But Phil Mickelson is withdrawing from the U.S. Open. Should be pointed out that Phil Mickelson has finished second in the U.S. Open six times. Oh, that's terrible. The world's hardest golf tournament to win. He's finished sixth or second six times. He's won. For frame of reference, he's won the Masters three times. So Phil's pretty damn good. So it's not that he's incapable of winning this this tournament. No, it's just a hard test it's of just, golf. It's just been it's just been he hasn't been able to do it because I mean, if you're capable of winning one, you should be capable of winning any, right? Certain tournaments are harder here and there. Phil's got all the talent he needs to win okay. the U.S. Open. Okay. It's just he's been a little unlucky. And welcome to the game. The game's very tough. And again, he was fighting Tiger off, and that was okay. hard to do. But he has withdrawn from the U.S. Open, which starts today for the first time ever. It's being contested in the state of Wisconsin at Aaron Hills. And he's withdrawn. And this is over a family issue. His daughter's graduation is today. And I'm going to let him off the hook. What? His daughter is the valedictorian okay. of her graduating class. Okay. And I believe this is college is what she's graduating today. Okay. I believe. I don't know that to be. It might be high school. Don't quote me there. But I, his daughter's graduating, and she is the valedictorian. And he has said it's not even a question. And he was hoping kind of for like a rain delay. And that, that maybe then he by private plane, he'd be able to get there in time to tee off. Why the USGA isn't bending to him to try to find a way to make him be able to tee off late, I, for the life of me, can't figure out why. To me, it seems like a mistake because, like I said, Phil not playing in this will affect the TV rating for sure. And I'm going to let him off the hook. Why? And here's why. Because nobody else is depending on Phil Mickelson to win this tournament. You can make the argument of his caddy, Bones, Mackay, and that, like about him not being there or whatever. But ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a singular sport. This is not a team sport. I don't have, I, what I'm not doing is taking the best player off the court, looking at the rest of the team, going, yeah, you're screwed, dude, because my daughter's graduating. This is a solo sport. Only he will be judged by the outcome. And so if that's the decision he wants to make, I'm going to hypocrite, I, I'm, I'm going to be a hypocrite and let him off. 
off the hook. Well, I thank you for acknowledging that. I guess yeah. I guess by, by acknowledging that you do take some of that pressure off. But like the reason why the reason why you've had issues with other guys is because the second and third guy down the bench. I it's to me it's you letting your team down. I, I would say you're letting the fans down more than anything. That's really where it is. But like, I, I, dude, I'm not I'm not gonna stand and be like, oh, LeBron can't miss a game because J.R. Smith. I don't know about that. To me, it's like you have made a commitment to a team, and this is a singular sport where you're the only one judged. And so if you're going to be the only one judged, then I'm okay with that. You've made a commitment to the sport. You've made a commitment to the game. You've made a commitment to the fans. Again, not all golfers play every tournament. So the commitment to the sport is still there. I mean, and I understand, you know, graduation is a big accomplishment for anybody. Valedictorian. Um, I mean, okay. it's not just it's not just her walking across the stage. I mean, which, that's a big moment as a parent. But your child being born is a pretty big moment, too. And you could die. Your wife could die. You know what I'm saying? That kid could die in birth. Your, your wife could die in birth. That's a major medical procedure. And it's like, nope, dude, whatever. Go out there and play. But valedictorian makes her. I don't know. I don't buy that. All right. Truthfully, I want to kill him for this. I do. I want to kill him for it. But I was worried parents were going to be like, you don't get it, you selfish dick. I understand golf's the most important thing in the world, but if your kid graduates, well, your kid can barely spell, and his kid's valedictorian. But hypocritically, I... um. Yeah, I kind of want to let him off the hook. Okay, more. all right. As long as you acknowledge it, then fine. There you yeah, go. no, it's totally hypocritical. All right. Totally. All right. Yeah, uh, and it's not racial. And it's not just because the power forward's black. That's not why. That's not why. I'd be murdering Tiger too. I, I would probably, you know, I don't know. I um, I, I will admit, as a golf fanatic, I care less about watching the U.S. Open today because he's not playing in it. I'm still getting all the great. I'm still getting Jordan. I'm still getting Dustin, Jason Day, you know, Zach Johnson, all the newer, younger guys. I'm still getting them all. But at the end of the day, this kind of felt like if Phil can do this, it cements him as, the, as probably the third best golfer in the history of the game. Fourth, maybe, if you throw Arnie in there. And so, like, I, I wanted to see it, and it's the first time it's being played at Aaron Hills, and he's not going to be there, and it's going to affect the TV rating. So, yeah, you know what, Phil? Dude, I'm done getting your back. Get your ass out there. <laughs> Screw your daughter. You get out there and you play. We have Tom Segura tickets. That's happening at the Hard Rock Roxino. You'll get hooked up next on the Stansbury Show. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you never have to miss a moment of the Stansbury Show on 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. You know, a, a listener just sent me a message. It was like, today had to be a hard day for you, man. You had to call out Phil Mickelson and Gene Simmons in the same hour. That one had to be tough for you. Yeah, damn right. I didn't like it. Yeah, but you did it. That's what matters. Yeah, honestly, if I if it wasn't for parents going, she's valedictorian. She ha- he has to be there for that. I would have been in here telling Phil Mickelson, take your punk ass out there and play golf. You came up second six times in the U.S. Open. It's the last thing standing in the way of the career grand, uh, grand slam, and it's a wide open field, and it's playing a course that benefits you. Yeah, he should be there. I don't know what that. You, you already did the work, or she already did the work. You know what I'm saying? The moments to be proud of her. Like you've had those moments throughout her high school. You raised school a valedictorian. Right. You did all right. High five right. the wife and get out there and grab the sandwich. Let's go. Right, and I, I think we got tournaments to win. I bitch. think most family members could respect and appreciate that. Like, hey, this lavish lifestyle that we live. These million-dollar cars that we have and on this house that we have, this was all provided to you by golf. Like sometimes you have to uh, like sacrifice. That's what I'm. That's what I always say. Now, 
is there any chance whatsoever his daughter sitting there today about to be valedictorian going, I'm the reason my dad's not going to complete the grant? Like every documentary about golf and Phil Mickelson for the rest of time, anytime his name gets brought up, it will be he never won the U.S. Open. Oh, but the one year he, I mean, dude, she's going to be a footnote and the reason why he didn't win the U.S. Open. She doesn't look at him as a golfer. She looks at him as her dad. Well, then she's an idiot. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I guess that's true. I wouldn't have looked at my father like a minister first. I would have looked at him like my father first. I need you here, Dad. You committed to me. You had me. That's what moms are for. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. That's the last piece of hate mail I need today. No, you're going to get enough. Yeah, no, I already got enough. Yeah. I already got enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I mentioned the fact that, that 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 they're thinking about uh, officially charging the president with obstruction of justice, and people lost their minds. According to reports, that is already happening. He's being investigated for, so it's not and not it, been it, charged. The investigation right. is underway. Right. So what I what we had officially had said was not inaccurate. That's important. It's important. What do you got going on? Dude, oh yeah, we'll find out right now. Is Fantone going to Uber today? Um, I will Uber for a little bit today. I think I've got the time in the afternoon. But, Canton's um, newest Uber driver, Fantone. If you need a ride, you know, let your boy know. Uh, but I uh, I will be heading over to Project Rebuild oh, today. Oh, good for you. I, uh, I got some stuff that I have to handle there, um, and uh, I'll be taking care of that. What's your plans? Uh, well, I have uh, I have calling hours to go to for a friend of the family who passed away this week, okay. and uh, his name is Ed, and he was my father's best friend from high school and throughout the rest of life. And um, he and his wife Marianne were, were were very good friends of my parents, and I mean we went on vacation with them as kids to Florida every year, and like I mean we stayed at each other's houses all the time. I mean this was like basically family. This isn't you know what I mean you know how you have cousins that you're not right. related to. Right. That's this family for my family. Um, and I know you're going there kind of to represent your family. Yeah, your my mom unable to make. It in town, yeah. Your father obviously not able to do no, that. No, no, barring uh, barring some some really weird circumstances. Well, what I would say about that is is there that's probably going to be a little bit of comfort to her to his family yeah. is you know hey you, you know your dad my dad up there in heaven knocking back beers or doing whatever you know cracking open cold ones or whatever whatever they did you whatever know? they would be doing yeah, yeah. so I I feel like there's probably a little bit of you know hey best friends back together so I'm gonna can- do that this afternoon and um, you know. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be great to see everyone, but right. I just wish it was under better circumstances. Is all. That's always the way at or at, at, at funerals, man. Is is you'll get together with people that you haven't seen in a while, and you'll feel almost guilty for like laughing and having like. That it's like a moment. morbid holiday. Yeah, it's it, it. There's something weird about it, but I think that's almost one of the more comforting things, and the reason why we have funerals is to have that mourning together and to have that. You know, hey, these were the good things about my dad. These were the good things that you know that we all shared about him. So. He was one of the better people I knew, and um, and if anybody reminded me of my own father, it would have been Ed, and that's a huge compliment I just gave that man. Say that, to, say that to her. Say and that to uh, yeah, and um, and again, I looked at him as as an authority figure my entire childhood. Like I just, they were never not around. And so I, um, I, I do have to go do that today. I, I wish I was going to see everyone under better circumstances, but that's how my afternoon will be spent. I'm, uh, I'm actually thinking about heading a. Uh, over to Belden Village right now to grab. I always use this as an excuse to buy a new tie. I mean, I have like 10, 15, 20 ties or whatever it is, but I'm like, eh, I kind of want to buy a new one. Yeah, and so, you know what I mean? I'm going to head and do that, and then I'm going to head up uh, North Royalton is where the calling hours are, so I'm going to head up there and do that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We're going to be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Before we head out of here, I do want to get you hooked up with these Tom Segura tickets. He'll be in town. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. That happens in October. And uh, on the 14th, that is. We'll take caller 25 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on the Tom Segura tickets. Aside from that, done. See you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. You guys have a great afternoon. 